Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Uncoordinated Thoughts with Sarah and Leah. We are on to our second episode. It's been a minute. A long time coming. <laughs> uh, it's been a few months, but we're here. Um, and She's today, a it, I mean, yes. It's been several. It's been more we, than a few. If we're going to use the English language, it is several that we are referring to. I'm going to be honest. It's been almost a year. But <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Better. What's that saying? Better late than never. Than never. Um, we are here today to talk about something that is a little bit of current news. Uh, I think this news broke about a month or two ago. We just wanted to share our uncoordinated thoughts about Aquafina and the Black Sun. Yeah. So, before we get into that, I guess for a little bit of background, mm-hmm. um, in August, I believe, uh, Aquafina had a interview for her new movie, Shang Chi. Is that how you pronounce it? Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I never watched it, but you did. I did watch right? it. It was amazing. It was beautiful. I loved it. She was great in it. Um, Homeboy was great in it. Everybody was good in it. It was, girl, I'm not going to say this man's name. So I'd rather call him <laughs> Homeboy than Butcher, okay? That's we fair. Try to stay That's good fair. With the Asian community in, in, the, in these streets. That's fair. Listen, that's why I see how the movie was pronounced. Um, Yeah, I haven't watched the movie, but it does look good. And in promoting the movie, she did an interview where she stated something along the lines of she refused to do accents um, and that she's not okay with someone writing the Asian experience for Asian characters and making a minstrel out of that experience. And in response, Black Twitter had some things to say. I mean, um, it wasn't only Black Twitter. But, but I was in the Black Twitter streets. Right. I, that That's the main source of, of uh, what's the word? Uh, conflict that I saw it was from mm-hmm. Black Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the, the argument is Aquafina's character or the past roles that she's played there we go the past roles and just who she was when she stepped into the entertainment um world was kind of a minstrel character for the black experience and we're gonna talk about that today so Mm -hmm. what, what are your what are your immediate thoughts on this topic well, my immediate thoughts is that all of your faves are problematic. <laughs> Not saying that Aquafina is my fave. Um, her real name is Nora Lund. I feel a little uncomfortable calling her Aquafina, to be honest. Um, but that's her stage name, so I'm going to go with it. Um, but... Yeah, I think that's really my immediate thought. I try not to be surprised whenever I find new information about somebody that I like, that I've supported. Um, But also, I'm not the type of person to cancel a person 
Um, that's just me personally. But I also, my immediate thought when we started talking about this was, where? It was, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to see the proof of the put. I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna need to look into her past work and be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think honestly, I just thought that was how she spoke, you know, and so when I was watching the interviews that she did for Shang Chi, though, I was just kind of like, huh. She seems a lot more <laughs> polished here or like just a slightly different, I don't know. Um, and then also in Shang-Chi, she, and then there was another movie I saw her in. Um, I think it's called The Goodbye. Oh no, I think I might be getting this wrong, but it's a really good film. So I kind of really want to get it right. Um, it's another film that where she plays an Asian American character, um, mm-hmm. and also she didn't have a black son in that either. Um, mm-hmm. So I knew it was a possibility for her, but I just thought, oh, maybe she dropped it. You know, maybe that's, you know, she, it's acting. You know, people be acting. <laughs> so um, I really, I really wanted to just see the proof of the pudding and. Um, I think the article is really telling. So I think you can also give us like a, a quick rundown of certain points that were made in the in the article. But first, what were your thoughts, Leah? I you know, I feel the same way as you. I think we've had a conversation about cancel culture and how mm-hmm. it's counterproductive in a way. Um, right. Or it feels kind of productive to us, that is our opinion. But um, I hadn't really known a lot about Aquafina or her work until all of this happened. I've seen Ocean's 8 and I actually had just happened to watch her, I think HBO show called Nora from Queens. For the first time I saw one episode, um, not my kind of comedy, but uh, that's no knock to anyone who likes the show. Uh, you know, it's just not my cup of tea, but um I had always known Aquafina or Nora uh, from, you know, just the few snippets I'd seen of her online and also from um, Crazy Rich Asians. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I wasn't just, I had never really followed her career. But then when this news broke, I kind of dug deep into a little bit of research. And you don't and have to dig that deep, baby. You you don't. It's right there <laughs> at the top of the internet. Just search her name. It comes up <laughs> firstly. <Yeah. laughs> um, but I think it just, it's an interesting topic because the one side of it is people defending her for quote-unquote code switching. And mm-hmm. that is something that if you are a Black or even maybe just a, a minority person of color in the U.S., something you might mm-hmm. do on the daily. You talk mm-hmm. differently at work than you do at home. For and sure. that's just a survival. Of life. It's, yeah, it's the reality. It's just how we survive in this country. And to... to to, to do code switching, or I guess the, the quote-unquote definition of code switching means, like, I grew up this way at home, this is how I talk, and 
when I'm around a certain group of people, I talk a different way. And when you do the research into Aquafina's life, you know, there are people who say the way she talks is because of the area she grew up in. But then you do a little bit more research and realize the area she grew up in was not that diverse. And she doesn't talk that way around her family. So there is some issue there. There's some disconnect. There's some disconnect. But then to your point, uh, when she was doing the press tour for the new Disney movie, um, she, she seemed to completely drop everything she had done in terms of her voice, like the way she presented herself uh, for this press tour. And one of the arguments I saw was the black scent that she had at the beginning of her career got her to a certain level. And when that was no longer benefiting her, she got rid of it. That is an opinion. I'm not saying that's true because I do not know this woman. Don't know, don't know her from Adam. Nope. But don't know her relatives. Don't know her friends. Listen, Nothing. don't know her middle name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't know if she has one. Okay. But I think it is a fair argument to make that in the entertainment industry, people benefit from quote-unquote blackness and then lose it when it no longer serves them. And I think another example that pops up in my mind is Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a story, like a tiny story to tell about this. Tell it, tell it, tell it. Okay, it's not really a tiny story, but anyway, it is tiny. But so basically, I don't remember where I was, who I was with, but I was with some people and mm-hmm. um, someone was just saying, you know, I love Miley Cyrus, especially like Wrecking Ball, like Wrecking Ball days. And I was just like, um, should I comment? <laughs> should I not comment? <laughs> I just chose to, you know, plead the fifth and keep it moving. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, it's, it's the you investment. Yeah, you gotta pick and choose your battle. It's not there. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not there. First of all, I don't know you that well. Second of all, I'm not really trying to know you that well. So we good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But my, my, yeah. My point though is that, you know, <sighs> oh, this is, uh, for us, we cannot take our blackness off. But for others, it can be kind of like an article of clothing and used whenever it, you know, deemed necessary and yes, beneficial. And that is an issue. I have something to say to that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe just playing devil's advocate. So according to the article and also further research that you did, and I guess also things that I saw as well. Um, it, you know, Aquafina grew up going to predominantly white schools, um, and I guess in a predominantly white area. Um, 
she is not that much older than us. She's like maybe in her late 20s, early 30s. I don't really know how old this girl is, but this woman is my bad. <laughs> um, but um, something that we've also discussed is that black culture is the culture. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people don't even know what they're putting on. People don't know like what the sayings they're using or what slang they're using, like where it's actually coming from. Um, it could very well be that because she was interested in certain facets of the entertainment industry or certain facets of media, maybe hip hop, since she mm-hmm. did start off as a rapper, um, that that was the culture that she immersed herself in. Now, do I know this for sure? No, this is all mm-hmm. conjecture. I don't know, girl. We already know. We don't know sis. Okay, we don't know her. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what would that would that change the situation at all? Like, would that change um, her usage of a black set? In my opinion, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think that just I I don't. I think my issue is if our argument is that the culture is black culture then anyone who grew up in America would talk that way mm. so maybe what I'm saying black culture is popular culture yes not necessarily like the culture because oh it's definitely not the culture like <laughs> there are people I'd be around and I'm like ah you know Yes. Let me water down myself because no, this, at this point in time, you will not understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I understand your point. <clears throat> Excuse me. I understand your point. But I think that kind of gets into a slippery slope. Okay. And that would be, that would be my concern with saying because she was inundated and mm-hmm. loved loved popular black culture during her mm-hmm. youth or mm-hmm. her entire life, I don't know. Then she she is able to uh she replicate what she, yeah and replicate what she saw. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Without don't, without problem or without exactly without it being something that is just um yeah I think it's I think it's really I think it's really hard to have these kinds of conversations to be honest because as one of my favorite former favorite I don't know that sounds bad a fave youtuber (laughs) (laughs) of mine used to say um that we don't have the language to discuss race um, and we don't have the language to really have these types of conversations, to be honest. Um, because, like, what makes a person Black? What makes a person Asian? What makes a person this, that, and a third? Like, being a part of, being a certain ethnicity is not a monolithic experience. Not at all. Um, and so I have, like, 
friends who are not black, but they are minorities who grew up in predominantly black areas. They don't have a black scent, but they are able to use um, certain slangs, I guess. Colloquialisms. Colloquialisms that I don't really take offense to because I'm like, oh, well, you grew up in Clayco and Clayco Roblet. So like, you know, it makes sense to me. You mm-hmm. went to predominantly black schools, lived in a predominantly black area. Um, but you know, I won't, I won't give you the pass for saying the N-word. Right. That's a whole other, let's not that- even, that's a whole <laughs> other conversation that I feel like could be two hours long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go there today. We're not gonna go there today. But yeah, I I I feel you. And I 100 percent agree black is not a monolith. We are both black. We both we grew up in practically the same place, kind of, like in the same area. Very and great. our experiences are vastly different. So I agree with that. We don't have the language to talk about race, like Mm-mm. like in depth. Mm-mm. And because yeah, because everyone's understanding of of race and experience is different, and so we're gonna sound a little pessimistic, but we're never really gonna all be on the same page, and it's just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not saying that we shouldn't try to reconcile to each other, but just saying that it is a reality in this present world that we are living in. It's very difficult to be on the same page with. People, not just people who are di- different ethnicities, but people who just have different mm-hmm. life experiences. I'm mm-hmm. not going to agree with every black person, like just because they're black. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's just not how it's going to be. We've had very different life experiences. I've been afforded certain privileges that they may not have been afforded, and they have mm-hmm. maybe been afforded privileges that I have not been afforded. So. I mean, it's just, it's definitely pretty difficult. There is one thing that was said in the article. What was that thing that I pointed out to you that I was like, oh my gosh. We went back and forth about a few things. Um, <laughs> let's let's see if we can go back really quickly. Yeah. And figure it out. Um, oh gosh. Okay, here it is. Oh, and somebody's TikTok, they had me rolling. Oh, the TikToks were great. If if anyone listening has the time, go go to Twitter, go to TikTok. If you need a laugh, just search for Aquafita's name. Oh yes. Okay, I found it. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> if you also would like a laugh, um, <laughs> this article that we read about what was happening, um, and just summarize what was happening, I guess, somewhat in the streets of Twitter. Sorry, we called Sorry, Twitter we called the, the Twitter the streets. Yes. Um, and the the uh, the journalist or, I mean, I guess the writer of this article, I don't know if they're a journalist, says, previously the only Asian American actresses to be afforded the honor of playing Asian roles were Emma Stone and Scarlett Johansson. And when I tell you I had to read that like <laughs> a few times before I understood that it was satire, I I also had to text Leah, is this satire? <laughs> <laughs> or is 
Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I read it a few times too. And then when I really understood what the author was trying to say, I, it, I laughed for a good minute. Right. Because right. the other point they were making is Aquafina has gotten to the point in her career where her name kind of generates money. Buzz. A yeah. buzz. And um, she's at that point now where if she's in a film, people will co- go to see her. Right. And um, the, the author was making a joke that said, you know, same goes for Emma Stone and Sarah Johansson. If you don't know what we're referring to when we add their names <laughs> into this conversation, I just, I encourage you to go look through some of their work as well. I know Scarlett Johansson had something a little bit more recently than uh, Emma Stone. Uh, but yeah. Emma Stone's, yeah. Emma Stone's oh, yeah, character yeah. was that Hawaiian yes, Asian, I, right? Right. And then Scarlett yeah. Johansson had a film that never got released. Or did it get oh, released? What? I don't remember, but I know it was like based on some sort of, um, was it based on a video game character or like yes. an anime? I don't know. It was something yes. that I wasn't interested in seeing. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really care about the movie itself, but when I was like, ha why is she playing this character? Um, I think we all had that same question. Right. So, yeah, uh, the article was a good read. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if there's anything else you want to discuss when it comes to this topic. But I do think it's a conversation that will probably continue to be had uh, for the near future because Aquafina has not really come out with a statement um, addressing the issue. I know she did an interview about a month ago, maybe, where she was asked about this topic and the answer wasn't very straightforward. Um, I don't think she was prepared to talk about that topic. I don't know if her publicist had prepared her with talking points for this issue so I wouldn't be surprised if this conversation continues um, especially as she continues to grow in her career but Mm -hmm. it'll be it'll be an interesting one to follow it will be and it's definitely not something that's going to hurt her bag personally I don't think it's going to be something that's going to hurt her bag um just because I mean I think people who um, people of color who get caught doing things that are that I guess affects people in the black community I don't really think that they really get penalized for it um, or not not necessarily at least in, in Hollywood I think I think she'll be I think she'll be fine. I mean I don't know. And then also the one thing to recognize is that her audience is not really black people. Her audience That's exactly are what I was gonna say Asian Americans. So she the, the people of Hollywood, the the executive producers and 
you know, the heads or whatever are, are still going to be fine hiring her for roles. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. I'm, I'm not saying she should be canceled. I'm not saying nudity. Okay. I still like her. She's cool. Obviously, you know, all of your faves are problematic, including us. So. <laughs> <laughs> So like, I'm just saying, I don't really think she's gonna suffer a lot of consequences. But she, she, she. I hope she comes out with a statement that really addresses where she is. That she really is open to having the conversation, which is what I felt like she was trying to say in that interview. Um, but also not really. <laughs> she said a, a a lot of. She said a lot of nothing. words. A lot of nothing. Um, but I agree I I hope she does come out with the statement at some point Mm -hmm. and I mean the streets even said at this point all we really want is a I recognize that this is yeah right period point blank period that's 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 it and the fact that it's been now months and there's been nothing no recognition no no even attempt at a conversation is a little bit off-putting but we'll see we'll see what happens there's who knows if, who knows what's gonna happen i think it'd be great if we could um get the opinion of other people in the asian american community you know because i've definitely had some of these types of conversations with asian american friends and um they've always been really enlightening and um we've both just learned from each other i think there, um, there's just still a lot for us as minority communities um, to reconcile with each other, especially the Asian American and um, Black um, American experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of reconciliation to be to be had, and I just feel so blessed to have the friends that I have in my life, so that we can have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know if she got any black friends. I hope she does, but who knows? Um, <laughs> and also, sometimes you be having those friends, but they be like, "Girl, you never get from girl, you fine, yeah. girl, whatever." You know. So I hope. I hope and that's she a whole has other conversation. That keep it real. Thank you. Um, you you need friends who will call you out. Okay. Right. 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 Um, and I um, this kind of brings me back to like kind of um when the whole AAPI like stop Asian hate mm. um thing was really was really big um mm-hmm. and just um one of my friends sent me this um Instagram live where there's this black guy and this Asian guy who came together um to talk about that to talk about the issue and just like you know, basically talk about what it is to have Asian American and Black American solidarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a really good live. Um, I really appreciated them having that conversation, but also like being candid about the fact that there has been hate <laughs> on both sides, especially mm-hmm. I think in California. Mm-hmm. Um, California ain't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And it, yeah, it was just really good. So I, for any of you guys listening, I just implore you guys to like look into um, resources that talk about um, how the African American community and the Asian American communities have interacted in the past. Um, one thing I could 
say to expand on that is I do believe that the American dream pits minorities against one, one another um, or the pursuit of the American okay. dream. The quote unquote does not American exist. dream. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pits minorities um, against one another. One example of this is um, black people who moved to who were escaping the South to move to Chicago mm-hmm. uh, from the 1940s onwards, um, circa maybe a little less than the 1940s, but around that time, um, were pitted against the Eastern European immigrants coming to the United States at the same time. And you would think, what? White people are minorities. They 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 were immigrants. Okay, they were immigrants. They have all fighting for the same housing, for the same jobs, for the same whatever. And um, it really it didn't really it didn't really work out very well. Lots of riots, lots of mob behavior, um, and. Um, just lots of hate all around. Um, and so even though those black migrants were fleeing um, the hatred of the South, they were meeting yet another hatred that was um, a little less um, in your face mm-hmm. in terms of the laws themselves, but in terms of the environment that you were in. Oh yeah, it was there. It was there. So that is the history of America. I was about to say a, a nice little history lesson here at the end. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's a really good point as well. And yeah, I think the last what year and a half with COVID, and then George Floyd, and then mm-hmm. the. Um, I guess attacks here in Georgia uh, definitely started a lot of these conversations that are nowhere near finished. And our, I guess, encouragement to anyone listening is to have those conversations. And um, I mean, yeah, it's important. It's something that we all need to do for the rest of our lives. It doesn't stop is the point I'm trying to make. Um, the no. work doesn't stop and the conversations don't stop and the learning doesn't stop either. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's 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 difficult to have friends of different ethnicities. <clears throat> I'm not putting myself on blast, but I'm putting you just on blast. You <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, But, you know, it's, it's good. Um, if we really believe in the Revelation 7-9 type of heaven that we're looking for and we're trying mm-hmm. to bring um, God's will on, on earth, if that's what we're praying for, um, or his kingdom on earth, then um, you don't have to do it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not just going to be your people in heaven. Mm-mm. And no one promised that this walk would be easy. No. no. So having those difficult conversations is just another part of it. So It is. It is. And you just have to remember to honor one another um, because really, in a nutshell, one thing that I think I've always gotten out of the conversations that I've had is, well, all I know of these these people is always mm-hmm. these people or those people or mm-hmm. them over there mm-hmm. um, 
is this one thing. I don't have them in my family. I don't have them as friends. But from what I see of them mm-hmm. and from what they have done to me. In or the, to people in the that minimal, I know. Right. Or, right. From what I've seen that they've done on the news. That mm-hmm. I've had. Um, or like, I don't even want to say minimal. I would say interactions that are not intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, or in an intimate space, such as your home, their home, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. something like that. It it really doesn't allow you to think very big of those people. It doesn't really allow you to honor the other, so, and so, so to speak, um, or really know who the other is. Um, and so it just leads to a whole bunch of other. It's very cyclical. Mm-hmm. Um and that's definitely something that that has been a great takeaway for me is like, dang, like I might be um, <laughs> the one who could break that cycle or the one who plants a seed that could break that cycle. Not saying that that should be your burden, your responsibility, not saying that at all, but just saying like, you have to also be aware of that, that, you know, especially the people of our parents' generation. Mm. Uh, yes, listen story. okay <laughs> you've touched on about like four other different podcast topics <laughs> but i agree that I'm, that I'm is now. that is yeah that's the whole other conversation so that's i think that's it that's it for this podcast it's been fun as always uh, let us know your thoughts I think there's a comment section on our website. I could be wrong. If it's not there, I apologize. But if it is, we have a website, fam. (laughs) I'll submit to you. That's wonderful, guys. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why this podcast is called Uncoordinated Thoughts. Can you tell? Yeah, the the title is very fitting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but stay tuned. We have some really exciting topics um, planned. You want to give a little tease? Um, how would I give this tease? I'd love to give a tease. Um, we downloaded a dating app. We did. We did. I was trying to think of a way to say that without saying it. But I feel like there isn't really one. It's there like boom in your face. Boom. We did it. We did it. And Are we'll we staying about on it? it? We'll, we'll talk about it in the next yeah. episode. Yeah, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Well, thank you guys again for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And, um... Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We should come up with an outro, huh? Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Love it.